Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Hitch up your reindeer. Uh, go straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus go straight to the ghetto. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie Radio right 1049 The Horn. New theme Thursday, and the theme is a holiday theme, but soulful original holiday jams. Um, and man, how about this Godfather of Soul Funk? Hell, one of the some people say even one of the Godfathers of hip hop too, James Brown. I like this. No, I I I I don't know if he originated and created, but I definitely think James Brown's one of the first artists that on his songs, on the recorded songs, he was actually randomly talking to other members in the band and saying almost nonsensical things <laughs> to himself and to the crowd. But they understood yeah. it. Everybody understood it, but yeah, it, yeah. He, it, he was just randomly talking to the band. Yeah. I'm sure it happened every now and then, but he did, he made a regular occurrence that he would just talk to the band <laughs> in the middle of the song. Yeah. He'd like get away from the mic. Hey, oh my God, yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's go back to the mic. Like, what? what are you, are you talking to? Like, Y'all hit one more time. One more time. Hit it for me. Here we go. Hit it. So said they said James invented mumble rap. No, yeah. I agree with you. It was. He they say he's the most uh sampled artist in music, and uh, I, I really do think uh, a lot of it is from the hip hop community. Um but yeah, he's one of those guys, man. He was just a, he was an original, no he's question. Definitely an original. Uh so all right, uh love that my man Patrick always uh broadening horizons and still especially today on a new theme Thursday. And Patrick, uh actually right when we're done, we headed right after uh out of here and going back to work emceeing a great gig downtown at ACL Live and it's going to be for the uh, the firefighters. Yes, it is uh, Jelly's 10th Annual Christmas Jam. It's at 310 at ACL Live. Uh, it is going to be uh, the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund is That's what awesome. this is benefiting. I believe there's a raffle of a guitar and a Tito's gift basket is going to be done there as well nice. to raise some more money. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, three bands. Are start- CC starts it off, then Cowboy Diplomacy, Jelly Ellington, and then uh, a crazy jam of some of Austin's best musicians Everybody gets together every year. And I'm, I was telling Harge in the break, I was hanging out with some other musicians, like, man, I can get asked this year, man. So oh, I've been on like oh, three of them, and I didn't get it up. But yeah, it's built up. It's like, because there's just too many people to fit into the time frame and get everybody in. So it's like, but it's it's an all star cast of people. That is fantastic. All right, uh, I'm always convinced. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make it out there. Be an old man, go have a drink down there real go quick. Ahead on that, Act like I'm cool. Rep, uh, and, rep and go support my man Patrick and, and donate some money to a good cause, man. It's fantastic. And at, at one point in my life, when I got done playing the league, I wanted to be a firefighter. Actually, that's one of my my, oh, my really? plans. Yeah, yeah, nice. contingency plans. And it is a it, it's hard. It, it's yeah, hard. It's not, very not, hard. Not, not necessarily hard in terms of, obviously, it is very arduous, and those guys go through a lot. It's exhausting. But there's so many people that want to be firefighters. Oh, yeah. It's deep. 
You gotta it's, wait them out, and you gotta yeah. wait them out, and you gotta move to. Sometimes you gotta move to a different place. You gotta need more different city yeah, to get a better try, chance, try to get a chance at being to able to there. make yeah. it. It it's tough. I thought about, it and I was like, I don't think I can wait it out. I, don't I, have the, I, the I played men's for it. league with a couple firefighters, and one of them ended up moving to Houston because he couldn't get on here. Yeah, and he could definitely get on in Houston yeah. because there's so many different pl- spots. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. it is, and that's something I thought about lately. I I was considering it seriously and studied it enough to know, like, no, 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 it it ain't something that no. you can just decide to do, I and you'll be. Like Doing it. Yeah, and you'll be yeah. doing it the next year. Or later nah, years. Like, yeah. no, no, you decide to do it, and it is a process yep. uh, that may take you a few years yep, for to sure. end up breaking yeah. through. No, so. and it's a cool thing, too, because it's like Jelly, Jelly, which is not cool, but Jelly's house burned down this year. You told us yeah. that story. Which, is, which was unfortunate, but it's like the firefighters responded really quickly, so he was able to save like some guitars that meant a lot to him and some family photos and stuff like that. They were able to save because they were able to keep the blaze yeah. contained enough and get it, you know. So it, that that stuff has been a lot, and then when he talked to them and heard their stories, and I mean, like, it's just a lot to go through because oh, it ain't an easy. Yeah, first of all, it's a hard job. It's a hard then, job. It ain't and easy to get the gig. It's you not easy to get it. You gotta really want to be a firefighter. And mentally and physically, <laughs> yeah. the toll it takes on you doing yes. it every time. So it's a great cause, and it's just it's cool to see. Like that's one of the things I love about the awesome music community is that Jelly's house burned down. Everybody rallies around Jelly to be like, hey man, whatever you need, whatever you need. And then so he gets back on his feet, and he's still displaced right now. But he's getting back on his feet, and he's like, well, no, I'm going to do my jam. I'm going to help them out because they helped me out. Yep. And you just keep kind of keep passing it, and everybody jumps on board to do it. It's a cool thing. So it's got it's one of those things where there's going to be a lot of love in the room tonight, too. Yeah. Did you did you have a website on your tweet uh, where people can just go to, to a website? Uh, and if you want to get that, it's just ACL Live. The okay. ACL Live website will have the yeah. ticket link and everything. All right. So no doubt, because uh, it's a great cost. Uh, some people might just may not be able to go out there, but they probably want to yeah. support the cost because it is a fantastic cost. Uh, all right, so uh, thank you to my man Patrick. He's always working hard for us, but working hard for others. Uh, he's a man of the people, a Renaissance man. All right, uh, you can be a part of the show. Specs text is the best way to do it. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. We're gonna go behind the burnt orange curtain here. Talk some Texas football. We got a Thursday night football game tonight. Big game tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, so after I go hang out uh, downtown with Patrick a little bit, I'm gonna go home and watch that Thursday night football game, 49ers Seahawks. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk Texas. Hard, you got you piqued my interest. Yeah, man. Yeah, the hell of a tease last That's segment. That's what you do, man. Uh, you told me the Longhorns had made an offer. They did. To uh, a member of this upcoming recruiting class that is uh, relevant enough that we need to. And we don't talk about talk recruiting on the show. We do not. No. We do not. We don't talk about recruiting, but you said it's worthy of us mentioning. So give it to me. Yeah, because there is a family member that we all have. Have you know wondered about and found out this little bit of a nugget that Brady Sarkeesian has been oh. offered as a preferred walk on. Oh, no. oh, really? Coach Sark's son out of California. Interesting. Brady has been offered a uh, preferred walk on position at the University of Texas. Wow. Yeah, okay. Man. And, okay. And when I first saw the story when it nice. came out, I was like, wait, what? And then, sure enough, he uh, he has been committed. He commits to the Texas Longhorns as a preferred walk-on. I like that. Uh, Texas TWO, baby. kept things in the family, and here he comes, Brady Sarkeesian. Uh, linebacker. Linebacker. When was the last time Texas football had a coach's son play for the team? Did Magruder have a son that was on the team? Coach Magruder, I thought that the uh, wide or tight end, deep snapper, you could be right about that. I think that was the last one that I knew of because I didn't know. I mean, you could look and try to figure out what coaches have had kids, but. That like played while they were coaching? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Hunter, but as a head coach, it's probably never, never happened. Never. As an assistant, 
Um, yeah, Hunter McWilliams played. Yeah, he probably played while Coach McWilliams was yeah. there for sure. He definitely yeah. did. Yeah. That might be the the only one I can think of. As the head coach, right? Well, Mc, uh, well, no, I'm talking about because uh, McWilliams was a head coach here, right? Yeah, but I said I don't know if that was at the same time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. As his son, okay. I'm like they played in the program right, definitely, right. but like I said, it definitely wasn't at the same time. Well, especially in the current where that name is very familiar. Yeah, <laughs> Sarkeesian. Yeah, now his son is there. I say, yeah, the McWilliams is the family I can think of, a coach, and then also a player. I'm sure there's more of them that I right. just can't think of right but now. But at the University of Texas, I would think that would be it. Right, so that was yeah. I, just, I, I, I off the top of my head, I do some research, but it does. I don't. I don't think there are many examples, if any. Not not here. Yeah, not, not, here. not that I can think of. Yeah. So that'd be something new. Good for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for uh, for Coach Sark. I'm sure that's really special. Oh, for uh, sure. Be able to coach her son. I mean, everybody kind of dreams of something like that. Well, he um, didn't. He didn't give him a scholarship. He preferred walk on. He said, "Man, hey. we got enough money to pay for school. We're gonna save this scholarship but, for somebody else." But I wonder if he was a good. I haven't. You know, I haven't kept up with. It. I wonder if he was good enough player that he could have played somewhere. Just obviously not at the level of Power Five, prestigious blue blood level of Texas. Right. Um, but I wonder because a lot of preferred walk ons. I mean, they they can. I mean, honestly, Taff Daddy, Michael Taff could have go played somewhere oh, sure, under a scholarship. Sure. Correct. He really wanted to go to Texas. Right. Hell, I don't know why he ain't got a scholarship already. I mean, considering where are we him missing on this Arch Manning, right I don't now. know. Yeah. And he will play. And he's been playing a lot. A lot. I'm yeah. like, what do y'all on Taff Daddy? Anyway, Taff Daddy, shout out. So he uh, said Michael that Sark's son had offers from Arkansas State and Marshall. That's what I'm saying. His on three profile lists him as 6'1", 230, according to Mac Pre- Max Preps. Sark's son had thir- he played in 13 games this season at Corona Del Mar High School, had 33 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, five sacks, and two block punts. Uh, Do him as like an edge guy? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, he, he was sh- more of a weak side linebacker. Sh- yeah, well, he yeah. should be more yeah. active if he was playing off ball inside, right. but that makes sense. Though. Yeah. yeah, he listed yeah. as a three-star. Yeah. Okay. So he he, he could have played somewhere yeah. on a scholarship. Yeah, absolutely. He said that so, he had okay. offers from Arkansas yeah, State that, and Marshall. That, that, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's that's Sark, um, you know, using his connections to really upgrade the floor of your program. Correct. We always talk about the ceiling of a program. That's your five stars, mm-hmm. your blue chips, and what their upside is. We don't often talk about the floor of a program, and this is not a disrespectful comment at all. No. Matter of fact, you, I know what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Your program, your program won't be ish. All right, if your floor is really low, if you're not, if you don't lift up that floor, and that floor is represented by the walk-ons, is represented by the guys mostly on your scout team, mm-hmm. preferred walk-ons. If you can get that, if you can get that group. Um, which are are full of guys who could potentially be scholarship players at lower tier universities or mid major universities. That means that group is as talented as any group in the country. So you want to keep you know, your your roster full of as much talent as possible. Keep as talent rich as possible. And yes, that does include the walk ons. Correct. You can't just ignore that group. You're trying to you're trying to upgrade that group too because that group is going to be your scout team. No doubt. That group's going to be your scout team for your special team, your scout team for your defense and your offense. That's you want, your Michael Taft. Yeah, and you want as yep. many of those guys to be trying to earn scholarships too yep. because they could have had them somewhere else, but now they want to earn it at Texas like a, like a Taft daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I applaud Sark for that. It, it makes sense for me. I don't know if that's his thought process. He probably just wants to play coach first, coach yeah, his son. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I would too. I'd pull that move any day, all, all day, every day, and twice on something. Like, yeah. son, you don't need, you don't need the, to go somewhere for school. 
to oh, have it for paid sure. for. We have. And I get to spend more time with yeah, you. Yeah, we have enough resources yeah. in our family. We're blessed enough where, hey, I can pay for your school. Come here to Texas. It's a better degree for you. Uh, we'll get to spend more time together as a family. And, you know, uh, we'll get to kind of share some, some special connection with that. So I get it. It makes sense. I like it. Yeah. I like the move. I do too. It's not like he doesn't deserve, I mean, preferred walk on. I mean, yeah, you, it's not you're getting you're getting a lot for nothing, right? For sure. I mean, you're getting you know, you talk about getting bang you get, for your buck, and you're getting quality time with pops. Yeah, regardless of everything else that's going on, because remember, I mean, he was divorced in 2015, so yeah. he stayed in Cal. His son stayed in California. He was at what Alabama. Then he came to Texas, so he's been mm. on the on the other part of town. So, um, okay, Raúl Alegre, El Presidente. Texting me, to Danny Acres. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Damn. There we go. Need the OG. There OG we go. To let me know. All right, there All you right. go. Thanks, Raul. Appreciate that. Danny Acres, Danny Acres or Fred Acres. Yes. So think about that. Think okay. about how long ago that was. Yeah. So, so that goes back to your point. It doesn't happen that often. Doesn't happen that often. Right. Yeah. That's uh, appreciate that, Raul. That's a good point. Yes, I. El Presidente. I, El, uh, <laughs> he, he is no longer El Presidente for the NFL uh, alumni here in Austin, but I, I will always call Raul. Oh, for sure. El Presidente. Yeah. Uh, that's my man. Love me some Raul Allegra. Who doesn't? Legendary, say, legendary yeah. lifetime long There you horn. go. Uh, all right. Let's get into the. Um, Let's go to this, this, the B. John Robinson story. I wasn't going to say the NIL story, but actually we can table that for tomorrow another time because I think it's a deep discussion. And for I sure. want us to dive deep into it. Yep. Uh, and apparently there are some Ohio State fans who truly believe that Ohio State is falling behind. Which is crazy. In the NIL arms race. No, no, I mean, like, buck nuts, I believe it is. <laughs> I know it sounds weird to say that, but that is the, uh, that is like the main website that covers Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are several, um, recruiting analysts there that are claiming that it, Ohio State's being outbid. Yeah. In the NIL world, which people thought was unfathomable. Like a blue book, like Ohio State would be outbid. But remember, Ryan Day, this past offseason, he's the one that brought up, I need $13 million. To maintain elite college football roster. Correct. $2 million per elite quarterback, $1 million per elite tackle, per elite defensive end. Those are his numbers, not mine. Um, and now I wonder if that was him, you know, essentially trying to solicit funds more so than saying what it is, saying, hey, I need help because we're not going to compete like we thought. Uh, but there is a there's a gap between reality and perception of NIL. And I want to get into that. And we might just dive into it tomorrow and make it a whole entire segment because this story is really, really interesting. We don't have the, the time to dive into the details of it and give it its just due. So we'll do that coming up tomorrow. We'll table that discussion. Um, but one of the practice reports, and I heard Chip Brown on with Chad and Zay yep. earlier today. Shout out to Chad and Zay. Um, great show. Go podcast if you miss any of it. But Chip Brown, your uh, former co-host. Yes, sir. And uh, one of my good friends, too. Chip Brown does great work with uh, Horns 24-7. Um, he said his sources are telling him that Quinn Ewers is looking like a different quarterback in practice. That's what we've uh, been back and Yeah, for. and that Quinn Ewers is improving, um, get, gaining more continuity with the wide receivers. Uh, Eric Nyleen at Inside Texas, he was reporting that Quinn Ewers now connecting on the deep ball. Hey, now. With the receivers more so, with more regularity, I should say, than he did during the regular season. And uh, Chip got into this, too. Chip Brown of Horns 24-7 got into this when he was on with Chad and Zay. And, and it, it goes to exactly what I said. What I say during the season, I said, you cannot fix – Quinn Ewers issues during the season. It's game week. I ain't got time to worry about your footwork 
I ain't got time to worry about your technique and your fundamentals. I got to go win a damn game. Right. Yo, all that's taking a back seat. Now, we will build the game plan um, to mitigate your weaknesses, all right, and highlight your strengths, but I can't fix that right now. I ain't got time. We right. ain't got time. There are too many other guys on this roster that are devoted to getting a W. We can't spend all the time worried about your technique, your footwork, and your fundamentals. Sorry. But when the offseason starts and you're not focused on an opponent week to week, everything is about fundamentals. Right. Everything is about technique. Everything goes back to your foundation as a player, your footwork, hand placement, your eye discipline. And that's what he's working on now, and I think that's why you're starting to see the improvement. Now, game time, we'll, we'll see if that trend, it translates to the game. But right now, I totally see why he's improving. Because during the, during the week, I kept telling y'all, man, Sark ain't got time for that. He ain't got – literally – the NCAA doesn't allow him to have extra time to fix your footwork and fundamentals, but he doesn't have time for that. It's a game. I got to install. I install the game plan. I got to. I got to uh, sit in with the defensive meetings. I got to sit in with the special meetings. I don't have time to devote all of my time to fixing the footwork on a three to five step drop with Quinn Ewers. That's going to take me about ten hours. I only got twenty of those or so in the week. Right. I don't well, have I, the time. I, but a lot of that, too, has to go with Quinn, too. He's got to want to put in that time and put the effort into it because if you know what your flaws are, because, Rod, you're, I would go get extra swings in. I would go out and throw with my Very wide receivers, true. and I would work on the things that I Very felt true. were hurting me. If you felt like your footwork was off, you would be out backpedaling and working on the things that you need to work on. Yes, he can't do it during practice, but I can damn sure do it before, and I can damn sure do it after. That's and that's the competitive nature in which you want to be better at and that's the one thing that I kept saying you were 100% right Sark may not have the time but Quinn yours as an individual had the time and he was the one that needed to go out there and do the things that he was wrong I mean we get everything video recorded every single day at that's, practice that's true. so you can have somebody stick around and watch the videos with you and record you and say you know what what was going on what, what are you seeing and now I can dissect it so when we do go to our meeting mm-hmm. I can say coach this is what I did yesterday what did you see on here what do I need to clean up so then after practice and before practice I'm out there doing that again Agreed. while I'm trying to get myself prepared so I do understand it but now it's more of sessions it's more of now we have these different times of practice where mm-hmm. I can go in this group I want to only work on my footwork I want to only work on making sure my drops are right and then I'm getting to my set spot then we get into our practice practice then it's already second nature for you again. So those are some of the things that I was hoping was going to happen. I'm glad to see these are happening during this practice time. And to your point, yeah, he needed to go out there and get that right, and it looks like he's done some of that. Now, translate to the game. Let's see how it changes once we get those Washington Huskies coming off the edge on you and yeah. you got to move in that pocket. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, he definitely can do that stuff on his own. Uh, so you are totally right about that. I was meaning from a coach perspective, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. He can, I mean, that, and hopefully, um, you know, that's part of this process too is the stuff that he's doing during the regular season um, and figuring out exactly what the weaknesses in his skill set are and how to improve on them. And I'm with you. I mean, we heard John Brown. You brought, you had on John Brown, Mr. Universe on, and he we asked him. I asked him about you know, hey, how do you mentor your your kids when they were uh, becoming you know young student athletes and working their way to, to becoming NFL players now? Um, and he said, you know, I taught them all the strength uh, and conditioning basically, but when it came to the technique of their position and how to play the game of football, he would just video everything, the position coach and everything, the uh, the the 
the different uh, tutors, uh, technique tutors um, that he would hire. He would video what they did, and then he would take that back home, learn it, and yep. then he would teach it to his kids again to That's make sure they were about. that they were you know replicating the same technique. And I'm with you on that. I think a lot of that can be done on your own. I remember that. You remember that doing that, too. So uh, that's a big part of Quinn Ewer's improvement as well. Um, All right. uh, Other big story. We didn't get deep into this, but Texas did bring in a punter. Uh, yesterday, yep. uh, they acquired Ryan Sanborn from Stanford, uh, Pac-12 honorable mention punter, uh, 41.8 yards per punt is his career average, longest of 68. He had 57 punts in 2022, uh, 41.7 yards per punt. Eight of those landed inside the 20, and nine of those went for 50-plus yards. So at least you got a punter. You did lose Isaac Pearson via the transfer portal, and uh, Daniel Trejo is graduating. graduating. So you got yep. some work to do on special teams too so my man ain't got another year like everybody else across the country i don't know how you don't have another year he's like everybody getting an extra year like how did you not I get think, that extra year I man think me and patrick have one left man i might even go check my eligibility too for real i think everybody's getting this a little bit yeah. extra uh all right we'll get uh into some more texas football obviously later on in the week we come back let's talk 49ers seahawks yeah, uh, they're playing thursday night football game tonight it's gonna be a hell of a game this might be the best thursday night football game we've had so far yeah, or at least yeah. uh the the lead up to it may be we'll We'll get into that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They call me back to Santa. I make my runs about the break of day. A new theme Thursday, and I don't use this term a lot as a black man, but I am flabbergasted. <laughs> wow, my they, man, Clarence Carter. They call. I've never heard this. You song don't before. listen to the great lyrics here. They, they don't. I ain't like old Saint Nick. This is a solid 1967 Christmas song. 1967 oh, Christmas song. What? They made this in the 60s? Yeah. Yeah. This is inappropriate in 2022. <laughs> Man, this was appropriate in 1967. This is. Whoa. Wow. This is un. Talking about giving the children some money so they go away so him and the mom can be alone. Man, yeah, I he love was a it. hustler back then. <laughs> I am going to download this song and play this for my wife tonight. Oh man, she's I'm going to play back. She's going to be looking her. at you like, yeah. Oh no! And when I go home, to hang out with my white family in Idaho. Oh, this, you gonna I'm play bra- this loud? I'm breaking out white. Uh, yeah, the, the backdoor Santa. Let me be in charge family. of the. Uh, oh yeah, of they the go- music today. They gonna hear backdoor Santa. <laughs> I just want to put it on and hear everybody's face and look at their face when they hear the lyrics and, yeah. and they put it together. Like, what is <laughs> What? That's the- oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Backdoor Santa. There you go. That's a way to. Uh, 
kind of put the uh, the cherry on top of a new theme Thursday. Ooh, speaking of new theme Thursday, uh, hopefully we're talking about championship as a theme of new theme Thursday because the uh, Texas volleyball team right now in a 25-all tie with San Diego. It's a set one of a best of five and a semifinal against San Diego right now. Yeah, so if they win this, they will be heading to the championship exactly. uh, match. So hopefully that is the case uh, with the uh, Texas volleyball team uh, right now. So uh, best of luck to the ladies. Um, also tonight, uh, another matchup, uh, the 49ers versus the Seahawks, Thursday mm-hmm. night football. Big time matchup. Uh, we don't know if Kenneth Walker is going to play. I believe uh, that they are optimistic about his uh, status, which is uh, questionable last time I looked. Um, but he was out in their last game, their last loss to the Carolina Panthers. Right. Uh, Seattle Seahawks are a desperate gentlemen for a win. They need it bad. They're 7-6. and six. They lose this game. Uh, their playoff hopes are Pretty much out of there, I, I would think, think yeah, so. They, they still be mathematically in it, but I think uh, their playoff hopes uh, would dwindle down uh, to slim to none, if you will, if they lose this game and end up being 500. So they're going to be more desperate. They're going to be at home. If they get Kenneth Walker, they got a shot. Remember, Geno Smith coming off his worst game uh, of the season versus Carolina. He's been great uh, this season so far for Seattle. As a matter of fact, they got a real decision to make after this season. He's on a one-year deal with them. Uh, but I digress. Getting back to it, I think the really key is going to be the 49ers defense and their rush defense, specifically versus Seattle's running game uh, in week two. The 49ers held Seattle to uh, their lowest rushing total of the season um, before they kind of really hit their groove. Uh, That's also when the 49ers rushed for 189 yards on 45 rushes. Remember, Carolina Mm -hmm. beat them by running it 46 times. Uh, the, the the 49ers can re- replicate that blueprint. They won't have Debo Samuel, but they got Christian McCaffrey, and we know the Shanahan running game. They can run the rock. And that defense, last time they played Seattle, they only allowed 14 first downs and 216 total yards, and they're better than they right. were in Week 2. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that is the one thing that I continue to look at with this uh, San Francisco defense <laughs> and the way they've been playing here lately. Uh, Fred Warner, has got, he's a beast. Kinlaw, uh, is it Greenlaw or Kinlaw? Greenlaw. 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 Is a monster uh, in the They defense. got a Kinlaw too, maybe. I Javon, they, it's a Javon Kinlaw. I don't know if he's still with them, but that, they used to have a Kinlaw. Yeah, that's he what used I to thought. be on the D line with them. I thought that was the yeah, D yeah. lineman that went to Philly. Yeah, yeah, they had a Kinlaw and then yeah, they had a Greenlaw. Yeah, Greenlaw. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're, you're right. All right, I'm like, man, I'm getting my names mixed up. But they continue to make, they create turnovers. That's the yeah. other part about it. And Geno Smith, let's not forget, he is still Geno Smith. So we we Man, you know he's yeah. been having a good year his best but, year but if you start looking at some of these teams don't they seem to be plateauing a little bit now like they, yeah, Seattle is. Seattle like the Giants. It's are like too. the Giants. Yeah. You know, those are the two teams that we we were like, uh oh, they're going to be a problem. Then all of a sudden they started leveling back off mm-hmm. to where we thought they were. That's true. The teams that we thought they were going to be. So every time I keep looking at it, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen next? That defense for the 49ers, you and I were talking about it. I think Patrick is in mm-hmm. agreement with us. The way that they're playing, there's only two teams in the NFL that we consider better than the Cowboys. And it's the Eagles and the 49ers, Agreed. and I still believe that. Now, Even with Brock Purdy? Even with Brock Purdy yeah. and probably Josh Johnson. Although Brock Purdy said mm-hmm. he's going to play, all, all things say that Brock Purdy's in there. If Kyle Shanahan can continue to win these games with his third quarterback and possibly fourth starting quarterback, yeah. I think he deserves to be in the consideration for coach of the year. Because all expectations went out the window when – 
we were looking at uh, Trey Lance. Is he going to be the guy? Then he got hurt. hurt. Jimmy G came in after being on the practice field, pretty much exiled from the team. Oh, yeah. And didn't even get to practice with everybody. Worked himself back in there, ends up getting hurt. They still think he may be able to come back in later in the season or maybe in the playoffs, still not sure. But then Brock Purdy. Just coming out there, acting like he's been deserving. And Slanging it. Fred Warner said himself, I knew Brock Purdy was going to be fine because we go against him every single day in he practice. Yep. So we recognized his talent, and now the swagger that he has, he's continued to push the narrative. Now we're going to see what can happen tonight. I don't know, I don't know how Seattle is going to win this game, but I think, what to your point, if Kenneth Walker is there and they're able to run the ball, that kind of slows down that momentum. Oh, it, it takes does. it out of uh, Geno Geno Smith's hands until he has to make a play. DK Metcalf is healthy. Tyler Lockett is still doing his thing. But what is the Seattle defense going to do with uh, with uh, San Francisco? Their job is a little easier because Debo Samuel is going to be out. Right. Um, so they'll take their help. Might be an All Pro rookie in Tariq Woolen. He'll probably end up shadowing Brandon Ayuk a yep. lot of the time. The the thing that Shadow uh, Shano does that's really good. He really breaks uh, breaks the rules of your your in- your structural integrity of your defense. He mm-hmm. violates the structural integrity of your defense with simple things like putting Christian McCaffrey out at the number one wide receiver position, and then putting like you know Juice Check or you know Kittle in the backfield. He just weird things like that, very obtuse things uh, that really make it tough on defense who want to play assignment and alignment uh, driven football. And one thing I think that's going to really determine this game, Ken Walker, I think will. Play play, um, but if he's not effective uh, versus uh, this 49 defense running the ball, the 49ers are going to steamroll Seattle potentially. Uh, 49ers are 9-0 when they hold opponents to under 70 rushing yards. Seattle 0-4 when rushing for less than 70 yards. That's the key you want to watch. If they hit that 70-yard mark, that's what you want to look at because Seattle 0-4 when they can't rush, they can't hit that 70-yard mark rushing as a team. And the 49ers, that's their magic mark. They're undefeated. Uh, yeah. They're 9-4, but 9-0 when they hold teams to less than rushing yards and less than 70 rushing yards. And they are, right now, uh, the owners of the longest win streak in the NFL. Yes. Six straight games. <laughs> yes. Even with all the adversity they face, all the injuries, they still won six straight games. That's the longest current win streak in the NFL right now. That is so. that is crazy to think of. And I was just trying to make sure I was looking at these stats of the best over-unders um, mm-hmm. records this yeah. season. They're right there. Both teams are right oh, there. Oh, they really? Yeah, they're right where they yeah, need to I, be. I could see Seattle winning this game. I really could. Because, first of all, Brock Purdy is due for a game where he looks like the Brock Purdy exactly. at Iowa State for the last two or three years. He's due for one. We don't know when it's going to come. <laughs> we don't know if it's going to be in the regular season, in the playoffs. And I think Shannon knows it's coming. I just don't know when it's going to come. But I think his, I think his uh, offensive coordinator is a lot better than the one he had at, at Iowa State. That. Now that, so no that doubt. will change the way Amen he goes about it. Because he'll see that and be like, no, 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 no. We got Christian McCaffrey yeah. back there. Go ahead and hand the ball to him. Very right true. Now. <laughs> totally agree with you on that, 100%. Um, so that could happen, and that could end up giving Seattle some problems. And Seattle is so desperate. I yes. believe their last uh, three games, they got Kansas City after this. Then they got the Jets, and I think the Rams. Yeah. That's they, a lot. they they got to go three and one down this stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think they believe that if they lose to the 49ers, um, you're not going to beat the Chiefs. 
and then you're basically out of the playoff hunt after that. If you lose two in a row, you lose to the 49ers and Chiefs and then go under 500, you're done, son. You're done, son. Yeah, so they know they got to win one of these next two games. They got to win tonight versus the 49ers or the Chiefs. And I think they probably have a better shot versus the 49ers with a third string quarterback, uh, a division foe, and on a short week. Yeah. They got a better chance at beating the 49ers than they do the Chiefs. This is. This is what we're looking at, right? Oh, and that's right. A Big 12 quarterback showdown. Yeah, Purdy and Geno. Yeah, West Virginia versus Iowa State. It's crazy. That whole, uh, you know, uh, NFC West, Big, Baker Mayfield now yeah. with the Rams. Sport uh, where it was, Kyler, but still now Colt. Colt is still uh, there, baby. The Big 12 QBs yeah. representing the NFC West. Uh, shout out to the texter who uh, threw that out there the other day. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thanks to uh, the texter. Uh, thanks to all you texters out there. We appreciate it. Someone says Kenneth, oh, Kenneth Walker is playing. Yep. So uh, shout out to the texter giving us go. up-to-date info. So that I think that changes things. For Seattle, man. Seattle's going to be, they may pull out all the stops in this game. And by the way, degenerate gamblers, Seattle, 18 and 9 against the spread as home underdogs under Pete Carroll. 18 and 9 as a home underdog. What is the he spread? A, and uh, under prime time games mm. are playing under the under as well. Oh, especially with San Fran uh, and Ed D? Yes. Oh, yeah. And Thursday night primetime games. Thursday night short weeks, yeah, short, short weeks, and yeah. good defenses. Yeah. Totally. And division division rivals exactly. that know each other. They really know well. each other really well. Yeah, I'm with you. I take that under there. Yep. Uh, all right, we come back. I did. We're ra- <laughs> <laughs> Mike loves to put his money where his mouth is. All right, uh, we'll make sure we pay some bills. Come back on the side, wrap it up, put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie. One four nine the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, Why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's really good. That's good. That's good. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, getting to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Uh, the volleyball team right now tied 9-all with San Diego, uh, second set. They're uh, down one San Diego, yes, uh, up uh, one set on uh, the women right now. All right, um, what you got on tap coming up, Harge? What you got? I'm about to go and check on the fam. My son had a basketball game tonight, and then from what I was told, Ooh. he was in Fuego. Ooh, wait. From downtown. Yeah, from downtown. Man, it's cause for celebration. Yeah, it's going to be a little something, something. He's probably going to hit me up for a steak, as always. Uh, <laughs> all right. I want the details about that tomorrow. Uh, Patrick, what you got on tap tonight? Jelly, sent there, new Christmas jam, 310 at ACL Live. We're about to head down there right now. It's about to kick off. Uh, all benefiting the awesome Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. Love yep. it. I'm going to head down there have myself a drink before all I head ready. to the crib, too. So, uh, everybody who's in the neighborhood, come on out there and have a good time. If not, uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Same time same channel remember the revolution will not be televised we'll be talking about it right here on ball don't lie we love you guys we mean that take care of yourselves but more importantly take care of each other peace